recently got an important question at smalleyinstitute.com for Smalley Marriage Radio, and it's, uh, it has to do with step families. We haven't really tackled that topic too often here on the show, but uh, here's what she asked. This is my first marriage and my husband's third. The dynamics of step families is different from that of intact nuclear families. One issue I have is this. When there is a conflict with the kids, my husband will defend them and correct me. How can I express to him lovingly that I'm tired of being treated this way and I'd appreciate it if I were supported, especially in front of my stepkids? Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Michael Smalley, along with my co-host, Seth Johnson. This is a big question. It is. Because there's some like serious undermining going on here. Yeah, and even just preparing for this and talking about it, I had a lot of questions for you because this is clearly not something that I have de- dealt with. Um, Shauna and I are on our first marriages and never had any kiddos. Uh, so just I had to kind of work through some of the answers that you gave and why. Well, and did you know there's actually more step families in the United States now than nuclear intact families? I did not know that. That's, but I guess if the divorce rate is higher than 50% and people are still remarrying, that would kind of make sense. I know. It's the first time in history. last several years, there are more step families than intact families. And so, so here's the deal. And, and I think the church has really done a bad job honestly dealing with it because everyone reads God hates divorce. And, and so I think what sadly, a lot of divorced people and folks out there, and I know many of you are listening right now, I, I want you to know that there is no condemnation for those who are under Christ Jesus. And, and yeah, divorce stinks. I don't have to tell you that. That's my favorite yeah. thing when I ask divorce. I mean, when, when we do, when Amy and I do live events, I'll, you know, sometimes this issue comes up or whatever, and I'll go, how many of you have been divorced? And how many of you would say that was a super fun process? I mean, <laughs> they all right. know divorce is miserable, but it doesn't mean it's the end of your life. And uh, it doesn't mean you still can't now go on to have a healthy family. But, and you asked me about this, the reality of, of second marriages is that it's a significantly higher divorce rate, like close into the, into the 70% fail rate. And then third marriages are well into the 80% fail rate. Yeah. So it's serious. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, my, my basic overall theory on why it keeps increasing, honestly, mm-hmm. is because people don't take responsibility for their life. So they think and they convince themselves that they're in, they met and married the wrong person. Or persons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And... What I'm here to say loud, loudly, is you are the wrong person. That's the problem in every single relationship is that you bring your own dysfunction in it. You're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You're never perfect. And, and, and here's the other truth. You will never meet the right person. Right. Is your mind blown right now? I'm giving the <laughs> explosion sign. I think that uh, might ruffle some people's feathers in thinking that there is this specific a uh, person that's made to fit them in their very unique ways. Yeah. I don't buy that, brother. Not even remote. And, and you I know why? Know. It's because we already know we have free choice because there's sin. Mm-hmm. Like if God didn't create us and give us free choice, we chose poorly. Right. <laughs> right? And so the problem with with someone believing there's the right person out there for me, well, my philosophy, no, no one is the right person because of sin. So no matter who you meet, now there are compatibility issues, so you can be less compatible. Like my wife and I are not compatible. So it Mm -hmm. takes more energy for us to get along than a couple would if they're super highly compatible. Like Shauna and I. 
You know, you make me want to puke sometimes. This is Christian radio. You need to be truthful. Oh, I am. I know. You guys don't have the knockdown drag out fights, but as Shauna has said, thank you, Shauna, for being an authentic, real individual. You guys have your problems. We do. You're not perfect. We do. I clearly have a lot of problems. Dude, just looking at you. Like, <laughs> yes. we'll post. We'll put an image of Seth. And you all one. agree. You're like, okay. It, oh, he's got a lot. That issues. guy, he's got a lot of issues. <laughs> so, point is, you can't marry the right person because we're all fallen. Okay? We're all messed up in one way or another. And and so the truth is that uh, you have to learn how to love well. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, and that's why we do this show, right? And that's why yeah. we have the resources like at smalleyinstitute.com. If you go, go now. Go right. Well, unless you're driving, then you know, make <laughs> right. a mental note. But go because we have a wonderful membership. You can go by the month, cancel any time, or you can buy it up front for a lot cheaper, over half the cost, I think, if they get an annual subscription. Mm-hmm. But it gives you access to a ton of our video series that my father, Dr. Gary Smalley, has created, I've created with my wife, and uh, they're just really powerful. It's it's hours and hours and hours of awesome stuff. The reason we do all of this thing is because no matter what kind of relationship you're in, you need to learn how to love well. It's, right. it's about knowledge and skills. Okay, So one of the things I wanted to address first for our, our listener's question is she says in here at the beginning of her question, the dynamics of step families is different from that of intact nuclear. I want to dispel this myth. No, it isn't. It is not different. The dynamics are the same. Everyone has d- issues, and I mean, issues are issues. No right. one is more special than another one, and and I and I hope that helps step families relax because you don't need special secret advice that's only going to work for step families. Right. It's the same stuff, but it's interesting, Seth. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I have an idea why, but step family after step family after step family thinks that well, this book isn't going to help me because it doesn't stay. It doesn't state step families in the title, right? But I promise every resource we've ever done will absolutely help a step family. Well, then you know you might make a lot more money than if you just reprinted all these books and just added step family in we there. We could resell and, it. And resell it. Like, ooh, I get the one for regular families or step families. And don't forget of the research study, my favorite research study ever. They did a study that showed people increase in marital satisfaction even if they just buy the book and read the cover. Really? They do, man. Like they literally they have a and so that's been my theory. Like, I just want to come up with wicked awesome titles and covers. Yeah. And then blank pages. So if you want to feel better about your marriage really quickly, just go buy a book. Yeah, go buy a book and read the title. No, it says I need help and yeah. there's reasons. But I just want everyone to hear me. Your situation isn't overly unique. Now, I will say the typical difference is there is more intensity. Because of the stepkids, because of the former spouses, because mm-hmm. if, if if your ex is a crazy person, that will add a lot of intensity, right? Yeah. And so obviously an intact family isn't going to deal with that. But to say that intact families don't have really intense issues would be ridiculous. Right. So I get back again to the reality is that the same skills needed to make an intact family work are the exact same for a step family. There's no difference. Yeah. And so when, when Michael was explaining that to me earlier about the whole intensity thing, I was equating it to like the baseline of your conflicts might just start off at like a three in intensity instead of like a zero or a one, like it might in a nuclear family, because there's already that history in that background. Man, I'm already, I can already tell because we only have like four and a half minutes left. This is going to be a two episode show minimum because we haven't even gotten into a lot of the heart. Because one of the other things you and I talked about that might be a little bit controversial. 
Mm-hmm. All right, but I'm going to say this because it needs to be said out loud. So this is something super uber important. Yeah. People need to hear. One of the things that kind of threw me off is when she said at the very beginning, this is my first marriage and my husband's third. You know, I had a professor at Wheaton College when I was getting my master's in clinical psych. And his belief and his understanding of equally yoked, like his wife, his first wife, had had an affair and left him. So he had full custody of the kids. And she, she obviously she had major issues, right? Yeah, tragic. Well, his idea on equally yoked, and especially when he started to date again, is he actually wanted to find a woman who had gone through the same thing. I mean, it was that specific. Like the exact same. Exactly. Like she wanted a woman whose husband had cheated on her, left her, and she had full custody of the kids. Wow. And I kind of, I remember going, uh. Now, why is that? Why was he looking for Well, because he wanted to be able, for his wife, to be able to empathize with what he went through. Okay. And so if, so that's kind of what stood out to me when I said this is her first marriage and his third, I mean, third, man. She's in a really high risk factor of divorce because this is his third time. Mm-hmm. He's clearly he's got to figure out what's going on and what his part is. I'm yeah. not saying that these other wives obviously they had issues too. But the truth is so does he. But the fact that she's never been married, probably doesn't have kids, and now she's marrying a guy who's on his third marriage who already is bringing kids in. We don't know from how many wives, right? Like he might yeah. have from the first wife and the second wife, and who knows? Realistically, that's that's probably what happened. They are so unequally yoked at this point that it's going to naturally, just that difference is going to cause a tremendous amount of conflict because she cannot understand what he's going through. Right. She has no ability to understand why, and this is a part of her question, why he undermines her, right? Because that was her first thing is, you know, when conflict comes up, he defends them and basically throws me under the bus. She cannot understand that that pull to do that. So what 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 is your your warning or advice then as a single person and Yeah, I mean, if you're single, I I really caution you to rush into and if you've never been married before, you need to be extremely cautious when you're going to if you're dating someone who has had several marriages because you're just there will always be a huge chunk that you guys will never be able to relate with. And that causes, that does cause a, a a distance in the relationship. Okay, so that's just for the single, just at minimum you have to do premarital education because yeah. it might break you up and that might be a very big gift. Now for this young lady, your husband's undermining you. You have every right to draw a boundary on this issue. And so my encouragement to you is that you need to be able to sit down very lovingly. And she said that in her question. How can I lovingly, if you're going to lovingly bring this up, keep it about you. Don't talk about him. Don't give him a bunch of advice because he's an adult and he's going to react and get defensive. But just say, honey, I love you. You're so important to me. This thing makes me feel like I'm being thrown under the bus. And so that might get his attention where he'll now be willing to change. Mm -hmm. But then if that doesn't work, man, you've always got the ability to set the boundaries boundaries where she's allowed to go hey listen if you're not going to back me up if i'm not going to be backed up in these arguments then here are the boundaries that are going to work for me yeah dude this has been a big show we're going to have to continue this next on smally marriage radio so you'll want to tune in the next day to hear how we help this person solve the step family conflict well, don't forget, smalleyinstitute.com. Become a member. You get instant access to hours of video from our best series on marriage and family. 
and it's just waiting to help you build a better relationship. Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in just two days. You can find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll free 888-565-6462.